Hey guys, it's Who Wants Bananas here. We're going over some uh, financial tips and tricks we've picked up along the days. Consider this mm. a finance episode part two, finance if you will. and sales. A little bit of sales yeah, tips, sales and buying sales tips. Sales in, in there. there from our own experience working in the sales Which industry. Which into finances, so it does make yeah. sense. It's all money related, so stick around. And Who Wants Bananas? So y'all want to talk about money and finances? <laughs> After I, that, you damn I, right I do. I suppose. The best part is we're going to cut it like right at there. And people go, what were they talking about? You will never know. Not a chance. And that's the best part. Right. So today we're going to we're gonna revisit some of that Muns, hun. What? Yeah. My anaconda <laughs> money, nuns, let's got buns, hun. I don't think that's how that goes, but whatever. That's probably not. Yeah, we can go with that. Mm. I, think, I think what I said was better, though. Sure. I mean, yeah, I'll agree. Neither one of you are wrong, so. As... Well, don't give us that much. So we're gonna we gotta want to talk to y'all, talk to y'all gents about them, them greenbacks, the Yankee greenbacks. All right. Well, I mean, not that right. worthless Confederate shit. That's are there? Do you have? I mean, I think at this point, Confederate greenbacks are probably worth a good amount. Yeah, I feel like they're worth more than normal greenbacks. I mean, find me someone who's got one, and exactly, I'll rob them. Yeah, that's oh well. That I mean, maybe don't quickly. say that on on record here. I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna help you, but. I mean, if I did, I would want to share. Wait, are we recording then? If, no. if, if we're not recording, does it mean you're going to keep talking about it? Yeah. Then no, no we're, we're not, recording. Not, not recording at all. How would you do it in detail? Mm-hmm. Be sure to mention your date of birth, social security number, and uh, blood type. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess AB negative. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then nice. birthday, obviously, as you guys know, June 30th, 1995. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, middle name Fitzgerald. Cool, yep. didn't as, as long as you know that. And uh, Social Security 001. Uh, Go on. That's two, all I can remember. Three, that's two dash seven six five three oh nine. We just dox the fuck That's the lotto one. <laughs> and they're very confused. Whoever you are, step forward. Although Or don't. Yeah, well, we, we have your life now, so. Hooray! It was a, it was a good run, you. Whoever, whoever you might be, you mystery son of a bitch, you. Well, so now that we got their money... What is your perception on spending money? Well, now, I'm going to spend the fuck out of this When it's money. not mine, I spend all of it. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, that's how it should be. Well, I mean, as as millennials, we have, I think we have a different perception. Even just about everyone's got a different perception on spending money. Um, you know, like I, I have a different perception on how to spend money, what to spend money on than both of you. And I think you guys have different views on that either. True. Or, Either both. Yeah, words True. are tough sometimes. Yeah. English. I yeah, that's that's good. English. English. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no, and that I think I think budgeting comes in uh comes into play pretty heavily. Oh, it's huge. Um, if you're if if you're trying to at least maintain your spending habits at the very least, you do have to budget yourself out. Right. Yeah. If you want if you Yeah. If you want to actually plan and do stuff, budgeting's right. kind of really important. Um so with that, well, we can we can get into it. What so I guess as far as as far as budgeting itself goes, I'm curious about how you guys invest or or how you how you save money. Something something to kind of either put it away for a rainy day or have it grow. How how do you do that? Can you, like, what's what's something you're you're doing to or what's something you can or you just what are your thoughts on investing or saving? Well, I'm I'm lucky enough 
So I'm married, so it's we there's two incomes in in my house. That's right. The best way to um, the best way to save money is to have more of it. That's, that does help. I mean, that's literally the idea, essentially. Um, it's my idea. Not, not terribly long ago when I wasn't making a ton of money. I mean, my wife and I together made enough to get by. We made enough to pay the bills. And we had enough to, you know, go out to eat once in a while. I could, you know, buy something for myself. She could buy something for herself once in a while. Didn't have a ton of leisure money. And to be fair, we still don't have a ton of that. But there is now significantly more. Yeah, you're definitely um, not feeling the pressure, that's for no, sure. No, definitely not. At and the, even even at the time where you guys, you said not so long ago, that's that's still having owning a house and paying a mortgage. and things. Owning a right. house, two car payments. Um, the animals, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the animals. Uh, we Well, we're lucky enough to be, well, not lucky enough. I mean, it's a choice. We are what's called, and I think this is the actual term, a dink household, dual income, no kids. <laughs> So for tax purposes, yeah, no, (laughs) no children (laughs) equals a lot more money in our bank accounts uh, because children cost quite a bit. True. That's true. Um, I tried to buy a couple. (laughs) Oh boy! And you left them at the apartment still in the kitchen. Yeah, they're sure do. I left them all the way back at our cooking episode. The, uh, oh God, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, uh, I, Back, back, I left them back At in episode. At least they know how to cook. Though. I left them I back in episode two. I haven't yeah. seen number four, five, one in a long time. I hope he's doing okay. Probably not. He's prob- oh, probably four, five, not. one. Yeah. Ah, uh, he really got the stutter when I just, smashed his face into the door. Just, <laughs> I don't want to hear too much about him. His life is tragic enough even before that. Sure was. <laughs> yeah, because so, he lived in your kitchen. <laughs> so with, with two incomes, and now that we have a better income overall. Um, we're able to, I mean, we have several different accounts that we use. I mean, we have I say we have, you know, a general savings account. We have one for doing for redoing our kitchen, like home renovations. We have a home renovation. Right. There's an emergency fund as well. I have a separate tax fund since all my stuff is 1099. Um and literally for us, all that comes with just having a higher income is how then that's how we're able to split all of that money into different accounts and watch those accounts grow. Some other people Plus, have investments. You're relatively smart about frivolous spending. I, I, That's the nicest way I've heard somebody call somebody else cheap as fuck. No, I just been <laughs> like just buying shit that you don't need. I think you, you guys know that cheap is not how I would describe myself. See, I, 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 I would agree with that. <laughs> I, I think it's not, it's not so knowing it's, when, when and where, essentially. There, there's plenty That's of times. The hard part. There's plenty of times I know it's like, okay, I'm not spending money on this. I think you're the paranoid guy walking around with a rocket launcher. Knowing that you're carrying a rocket launcher and it's a heavy weapon, it's a very serious thing, and you shouldn't just go firing it off willy nilly. But all of a sudden, fuck spider, bang, and you just shoot <laughs> all of it and launch it at one thing you didn't need to do it at. <laughs> That's uh that is a that's I feel like that's, that's a very good. very roundabout You know what? Yes, we're just gonna go with that. We're gonna go with yes. You wanna spend money on a goddamn thing and do it, spend it all on one thing and then you don't have to. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. No, but there are things that I'll spend money on. For um, sure. But I, I mean, mean we like, all have those things. For example, like uh the like like my new laptop. Like that was I couldn't fathom spending that much money on a laptop. I definitely didn't need this, but I wanted it. Uh, to be fair, I kind of did. You and I both kind of did. True. Yeah. For what we needed it for. We had, it, had, we had internet surfers before. You had True. Chromebooks, which I at least told one of you not to get. 
I'm not remember which one. I think you told both of us. I'm pretty sure you did. At the very least, I told one of you. I think I tried telling you, Keenan, not to get it like after you bought it. Yeah. Because fighter, like you already, you already pulled the trigger on it. Well, I've had such good luck with my Pixel phone. I was like, I'm going to get the Pixel Book, so you can just do. You Pixel can do stuff. bigger phone things. Yes, this really. When I found out, I can literally just put. I can. I can plug my mouse into my phone and boom, accomplish the same. No, thing, I know you were super excited for three weeks. Don't get me wrong. That was a really nice laptop. It just didn't do anything. <laughs> if I could have that it's same like a Ferrari with no engine. <laughs> if I could have that same aesthetic in this, that'd be perfect. But either right. way, but that's one example. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, and there's you know like uh, I when I need to get like vehicle work done, like I just had to spend a lot on my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know plenty of people who would go around, they would get different quotes. They would also ask, okay, what about used parts with X warranty on it? You know, what will that do for the cost? Or like, you know, maybe I can, I can try to figure out how to do this myself. What tools do I need to purchase? And will that end up being cheap for me? It's like, how much this much? Fuck it. Do it. Trying to be a little bit more, a little bit more frugal. Because for me, I know for a fact, if right. I tried to fix it, it would end up costing 10 times as much. Oh, for well, sure. And that's also one of the things, it. too, is is recognize stuff like that. recognize when you do need to spend money. I wasn't when gonna saving say that. money was... is going to end up costing you more. Well, that's but that's I mean, essentially a thing like with something like that. If I tried to save money, it would cost me more. Right. Guaranteed. True, But but I was also going to say the, the convenience of of not having to do it yourself can cost quite a bit. And, you know. I'm fine with that. I mean, another example of convenience, you know, when you either pay for like same day shipping or if you, I mean, shit, just going out to a restaurant, you're, you're paying somebody else to cook and serve you your food. You could do it at your house. It would probably cost you a fraction of what you're spending. Oh, yeah. well, it, it absolutely does. And that, but, and that go and that'll go, that goes a long way in, in saving money. Uh, do either one of you invest your money in anything? I've no. dabbled in stocks. So you, so Keenan, you're straight up no. I don't have any investments. So zero, zero investments as of right now. Is there a particular reason why? Nothing's really all that stable. It's very difficult, and I don't have really many stock options. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point. In, I don't understand stocks well enough. Okay. To be able to risk my money in the market. Okay. So that's so that and and I'm kind of in a in a similar boat. So I was curious like, if, if that's I what worked it was. for a company that had stock options where you know the buying is so cheap. Why not? Like I know. When I worked at the company that you guys are at, it it would kind of be stupid not to invest in stock options. In fact, stock I, options are pretty. I great. know someone <laughs> who ended up paying for their entire kitchen remodel in their stock options. Yep, and that was part of it. Yeah, yep. with a uh, company sponsored company sponsored stock options usually work pretty well, from what I know, mm-hmm. um, from my experience with yeah. it at least. Uh, and I know I don't know a whole lot about the stock market. I can tell you stability. As far if you're if you're looking at like a buy and sell and for the love of like God, no turnaround. Yeah, thing. for the love of God, nobody listening. Don't take any of this as financial. Oh God, no! Not None of us are financial market. planners. Yeah, far, yeah no, don't yeah, take I'm the stock worst financial planner advice. you've ever seen. You've so. taken, you've taken stock, Ryan. You've taken stock market advice from me, and that actually didn't that work kind of okay for you. Well, to be fair, you told me that something was coming out for this one company. I was like, all right, I'll do that, and then it turned out to be good advice because the price did jump. They've so. been climbing since. I yeah, I wish I had <laughs> held on to it more, but. I made a profit, and I, I got out when I did. Um, yeah, so it worked out for you. You put in way more than I did. I did, but I still made it, I still made a decent return on it. Right. So so as far as stability, it really depends. There's a couple ways to play stocks, as far as I know. There's the um, long game and the short game. Right, there's dividends or there's the, the quick buy, quick sell. Um, Ryan, the stocks you and I have, those will pay dividends, which is the whole no, thing. I don't have those anymore. <laughs> you sold your stock? 
Yeah. Oh, I told you. Yeah, I made that profit a long time ago. On the company stock? Like our company stock? Oh, no, 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 no. That, no that's no, what no. I mean. That's what I mean. I was going to say, Jesus, why? No, uh, God, no. I, you can't sell those for X amount of time, and I, I, I think haven't you, had them for that long. It's from when you buy them, not from how long you've been uh, there. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, so those those pay dividends, that's more long-term. And I, to be honest, I don't 100% know what the fuck that means. But yeah. I know basically holding on to them, you get paid out on them either quarterly or yearly. It's um, quarterly. And then there's the, there's like the short buy and sell game. Which, if you're looking to dabble into it, which I'm not, if you, you change your mind, you can even okay. so even if you don't even want to spend money, if you want to just kind of just look at everything, there's a great app. I think you use it too. It's called Robinhood. Yep. Not sponsored by any means. No, no, no. Um, it's just a good app to look at if you're interested in the stock market and getting some actual like statistics. Hell, and I'm not even at companies. I'm currently not even investing anything. No, aside from the the company, but using Robinhood, it honestly it just kind of keep it. I don't. I, I'm not I, even using it right now. I don't have any stocks that I'm invested in right now, and it's just nice to get updates on certain companies that I'm, I have been following. I don't even know how it works. I'm not even logged in, and it's shooting me updates on companies I'm I'm curious about. Yeah, it's kind of concerning, actually. I was gonna um, say that's a bit weird. It is weird, but, but it's, um, and not to not to sound like we're plugging the thing, but it's free to get into and, um, just kind of take a look at what things are doing. They make it. Definitely Painfully sounds like plugging it. Do not it does, day trade on it. No. I know somebody who's been banned five times. <laughs> oh, wow. Day trading? For too much day. They, they let you do like three or four. Yeah, I there's think. a limit to how many. It, uh, unless but you're it a is, premium member. Uh, it is not a day trading app. No, that's he's, for, he's that's now for using, short-term stock He's purchases. now using his fiance's account. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To day trade until she gets banned. <laughs> because he's making good money on it. And they don't want to have to keep paying that because it is free to use. There's no, there's nothing that you have to pay them for. Right. Depending on how fast you cash out. There is a fee for cashing out very quickly. Right. Everything has a fee to cash out. Um, but it's a, it's a cool, really easy to use app. Did you know on it? God, we're, we should get paid by Robin Hood at this point. We should reach out um, to them. Did, did you know, that, did you understand why it kicks into like dark mode? Yeah, because the stock market's closed. Yeah, I didn't know that. So Keenan, you didn't know that. It's for the longest time. Like, oh, cool. That's dark not mode. smart, actually. Um, yeah. During so during the day when the market's active, the whole the whole app has like a white or lighter theme to it. Sure. When the market's closed, it just has everything. Okay, that's a violent yawn. Uh, everything. <laughs> Excuse me. Everything looks exactly the same, except everything has like a dark theme to it. Yeah, it's a ba- it's like Reddit dark. Yeah, that's Nito Cool Beans. That's yo. it. It's so subtle and so good. I had no f- downside. Is I had no fucking clue what it meant. Oh. um, but ah. it, it's it it works really well and gives you like a whole backdrop. So if anyone's curious about investing, just a do your goddamn research. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. B Robinhood's and they do have a web app too, so you can go online and just log on if you have a computer. Well, there are other ways to invest too. Oh, there's a, bo- a whole bunch. One of the one of the popular ways that I've noticed recently because I have a lot of these people coming into my work uh purchasing appliances is property ownership. Oh, yeah, although, that's a really good one. At least as of right now, I'm seeing a massive uh, this is just what I'm noticing. Some people might, you know, say, "Oh, no, 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 it's it's definitely on the upswing." I'm seeing a lot of people who want to get out of that game. It's a difficult game to be in, especially with the way the market is right now, because it's a, well, you would, is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? I don't know. Right now it's a seller's market, I believe. Okay. But at least as what I, what I understand from a lot of people, because I know a lot of people who have said like, I, what I want to do is I want to buy properties and rent them out. 
that's like the hot thing to do right now. A lot of these people are saying, yeah, a lot of these people who are, you know, going around saying I'm going to buy property and I'm just going to turn around, rent it out and make a big profit off of it. A lot of what I'm hearing is for every hundred dollars you earn, you're spending another 150 to fix what the client broke. So I've been uh, for a long time. I actually, that's what I was saving my money for was to buy a, a rentable property with, so I could have tenants. And a lot of the things that I found in my research and things like that. One, it's just, it's a, a very large upfront cost because you're essentially buying what would be two or three homes with the price of one. And then you have one. the mortgage that you have to cover and you have to pass it on to your tenants. Correct, which that's very easy to do. That's not the hard part. The hard part is getting reliable tenants because mm. a rentable home or apartment or what have you is a dime a dozen these days. They are everywhere. So in order to have something where you can actually realistically charge what you would need to to cover the mortgage on the payment for the property you need to have a very nice uh, you know a livable space and that depending on what you buy could warrant an even higher upfront cost because then you have to remodel so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's expensive to get into it can't be very lucrative it absolutely can be and it can be an expensive upkeep too oh it absolutely is because you're maintaining was essentially three homes if not more Right, depending on what you have. But it's just, and that's the other thing, is it's it's literally a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. Airbnb, they're everywhere. You go into any even rem- remotely urbanized town, they have something. Any, any major city, they're on every corner. And you have so many more, I guess, more home-feeling style, you know, garden-style apartments and condos popping up now. It's... It's really hard to have a place that's going to set you apart, whereas these places are offering, like, you know, a small but very nice place for half the, half the price. Right. And the other thing, too, is it's just a lot of work. People don't realize how much work actually goes into being a landlord. Well, and I have someone at, at my work was considering getting into it, and I'm pretty sure because one of my other coworkers owns property that he rents out, and he's like, just dude, just don't do it. He's like, Un- unless you've... I guess the big return on investment comes from owning a lot of them. Yeah, you will not actually be paying yourself until you own like six or seven different no, properties. Like, like my wife and my our old landlord, I'm assuming, must make pretty good bank off of her owned properties because she has a lot of them. And a lot of them were, were tenants like my wife and I where it's like, if we come within like a couple days of our due date, it's a, we're panicking. Like we try to get that rent paid like well in advance. Right. In advance, not mm. advanced. Yeah, and, and tenants like you aren't um, aren't a dime a dozen. Aren't super common. <laughs> no, well, we also want to make That's sure we why have. You see a lot of statistics where it's for every hundred dollars you earn, you're spending one hundred and fifty because tenants, tenants are hard to come by because they're all buying homes. Either, yeah, either the, ones, the, the ones that are good with their money are not renting shit, <laughs> right? Because rent well, is there's, uh, there's being good with your money, and then there's also having the money too. Plenty of people can be good with money and not afford a home. That's true. I consider myself very, very lucky because my wife was good with money. Not necessarily me, but my wife. And, you know, especially when I was in the military and our costs, our our expenses were minimal. She was able to basically bank her entire paycheck. Right. Or mine. Can't remember which one. One of yours. A lot we're of able to save a lot. Case we're in right. point, she's the money one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and we were able to buy a house and we were able to just pay cash up front for a TV 
uh, furniture, you name it. We were able to take a lot of that savings and fully outfit our place. That's pretty impressive. And then, Ryan, the kind of the boat you and I are in, we're just waiting. We're living living with people. Yep. Saving money so we can buy our own place. That's the plan. So if if one person looking looking to buy a place teams up with somebody else looking to buy a place, rent a place, split the rent in half, save up and buy a place. That's actual advice I'm giving people. I, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the legitimate, smart general, very vague advice. <laughs> I mean, cutting your costs anywhere you can and still having a place to sleep is pretty imp- is pretty important. Right. Save money, fuck bitches, get paid. Yep. I mean, in that order would be great, right? Yeah, ideally, yeah. Just just wait till like eleven fifty seven before if, payday. Or- I'll be honest. If you flip one of those, if you go fuck bitches, save money. Then get paid. That just sounds like a commercial for a brothel. It just doesn't sound good, really. Welcome to Dick Bukake's Discount Brothel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the cheapest poontang you're willing to stick your dick in. <laughs> Minimal STDs. <laughs> Minimal. Oh, shit. Fair warning, middle means two. And none of them life-threatening. I don't know why it's Fair. a southern accent, but it is. Dick Bukake is apparently from Georgia. Georgia? I assume that's how the accent goes. I mean, it might be. We don't know. We're not in Georgia. I mean, Jeremiah Woody got out of that game a while ago. That's true. And Dick Bukaki dove in headfirst. (laughs) Every time. So, so so, yeah, I I guess we we looked at, well, I guess I was asking about investing at first as just like stocks and stuff, but you brought up a good point. So investing. Oh, there's a ton of different types of investing. Those those are the, yeah, property is is probably one of the popular, obviously stock markets just kind of. At least it's what I go to when I think investing. I mean, that's probably the one that you, you think of the most is stocks. I mean, it's in the news all the time. Right. But there's so many other ways. Property, like you said, is, mm-hmm. is another fantastic option if you can do your research. If you've got the wherewithal to do it, which I can tell you right now, I do not. Fuck well, any time that you're trying to invest your money and make your money essentially work for you, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's no, not an easy thing to do. There's 401ks. There's pension funds. Well, the other thing I was thinking about is you could, like, invest in businesses. Like, not necessarily stocks, like actually invest in a business if you know somebody who has a business and you're like I will give or you three X particular amount. people who have a business and own a podcast. I wasn't saying donations that, are always accepted. They are, <laughs> but I was as saying, is cheap discount poontang. Oh God! It's brought to you by Dick Bukake, <laughs> which is great because I'm pretty sure that audio hasn't seen the light of day yet, so people are very confused. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> well, they might just have to see it now at some point. Right. Anyway, so about about investing, but business investment. Investing in, in businesses and, and then owning a, a, a share of that and seeing a return on that. And, and if you do that with enough businesses, your money is working for you, and essentially you're a silent partner, and you don't have to do anything to maintain the business other than foot some upfront money. And then you just get paid on that return. Like one of the cigar companies that we had worked for. Yeah, that was what one of the owners was. There was two owners. One was the the face, quote unquote, of the company. The other one was a silent partner who was just who the was money. Just the money man. And anytime that they needed something, an investment of some sort, they went to him and said, hey, we need this. And he said, yep, here you go. Here's a check. That means that business was doing well and giving him a solid return. <laughs> no, was it? Was he? Did he just like the business? Was it just kind of faith he had in it? Uh, I think it was more so faith in the fact that he was in it and he hadn't made his return yet. So he was. So he long story short, one of the owners ended up getting let go. So he hadn't so. climbed out of the hole, but he kept digging deeper. Well, he brought in other people who had a bigger wallet than him, and then he went back to being a silent partner. Is what mm. ended up happening, basically. So. That seems. 
like a strange. I, it, I mean, you I know, uh, I'm probably doing a, a terrible job of explaining it, but the long and short of it is he was the silent partner. He was the ideal, like, if you want to own a business, but you don't want to do anything with said business except make money, silent partner. I mean, if that requires. Except for the short time that he was involved. Well, that's because. Which the is other what we call the Dark like, Ages. Oh. <laughs> well, was he just terrible at doing it? Yes. We ended up leaving in those Dark Ages. Well, he so. also wasn't. We were in the cigar industry. He was not a cigar guy. I don't know if I ever saw him smoke a cigar. Ooh. And then he started making, you know, like calls like, this is what we should do. It's like, you don't know anything about this industry. Who the fuck are you to say? Like, what shut, we up and write, doing? shut up and write the check. This is what we, these are the cigars that we're going to sell. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. yeah and then, then, so we, we split after that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a great example of investing in business. You know, a, a different, maybe more unorthodox form of investment. True. But at the same time, like stuff like that, I mean, it happens, but you also need to be smart about it because backstory is probably needed on this, uh, for that scenario where this, the silent partner, he, he did not make his money really selling in or buying into uh, small businesses and things like that. He, he's a, a property owner. He, He had money. He had money from everything else that he was doing and he owned strip malls. That's how he made his money. And, a bunch of other crap. And that's sued. another way to another investment for a property. Right. It might not thing. be residential. It's commercial you can own business properties. It's the same thing. That same slippery slope though, where you want good tenants who are mm-hmm. going to be paying their bills on time, which there's a lot not more exactly easy to find. Yeah. But you've got a lot more to lose if your business is moving into a place though. That's true. I mean, cause you are dealing with businesses at that point, people who genuinely probably want to succeed. Right. So people who have drive versus, and somebody I'm, who just needs a place to sleep for the winter. And on top of that, I mean, not every not every business tenant you're going to have is going to be great. They might run out of money. They might bleed dry and say, hey, look, we're going to have to bail out. Happens. But, and not to stereotype, but there could be some... I, I would argue that there's much more residential renters who just like, fuck it, I'm not paying my rent this month. Who cares? I need, I need, I need beer. And it might not even go. Might even be that far. Just there might, could there could be a lot of other contributing be, factors. Like I need food. Like at least you from, don't need food. You don't need food. You don't need food to live, Tyler. What do you think? There's about plenty it? of grass somewhere. Beer and sure. oxygen. That is true. I know at least me personally. Anytime if I'm if I'm budgeting, the the first and foremost, I make sure I pay my rent so I have a place to sleep. That's really about it. Like if I if I if if shit hit the fan, but I could still pay rent, I can confidently figure some other shit out. Really, yes, that's a good point. Um, rent, and then from there, like utilities, like 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 electric, gas, whatever it might be. You can if, live without those for a brief period, right? If if ideally I have, not, because then you're gonna spoil all the food in your fridge if that goes without power for too long. True, but right. those are. I mean, at the end of the day, that's replaceable. You right. need a place to sleep. If I if I if I yeah, an address, a place to sleep, because without that, everything is gonna go downhill mm-hmm. fast. So first it's and not foremost, easy to live out of your car, right? Yeah, I always made sure I had rent to pay. I think rent and my car, top that's priority. paid. So I can actually, if I need to go somewhere to work, I can do that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's pretty hard to make money if you can't get to work. Right. I so think when I when I lived on my own, I, I was the same way where rent, 
food or rent. It was rent, food, and car were my most important. I electricity was always paid, but that wasn't on my top three because I can honestly live without electricity. If I had to, if I I didn't want to, but if I absolutely had to, I a hundred percent could because you have to have the roof over your head to be able to sleep. Right. You need the car to go to work. Mm-hmm. You need food to survive. Right. Those are my priorities when I had my apartment. Right. Not not necessarily not ideal to live just on those things, but in dire straits, you can you can make it work to get to the next spot. Um. Yeah. So that granted, I've thankfully I've never I've never had to come to that point. I'm fortunate enough to to not ever have to been down to to those bare bones. I personally. was pretty close when I was living on my own, to be totally honest. And yep. it, if anything, I would not change the fact that I was because it put in such good perspective where I don't ever want to be again. Oh, the the best. So I, I like living paycheck to paycheck. To paycheck That's awful for sure. Um, the I don't. I hope like any anyone who is there. Good. I mean, you'll. Hopefully you'll get your my you'll, my you'll work advice to somebody and take it with a grain of salt. Right, as but with everything, <laughs> as with somebody who's been there, grit your teeth. You got to get through it. But you also need to make some changes. The best thing that that whether I, it's a job change or spending something. habit change or getting out of that place, Le getting both. somewhere else, like something has to change. The best thing that that mindset gave me though was spending money like I was broke. Yeah, just like all right, I just gotta I just gotta think that I don't have any money but I need things to survive and live. What am I getting? Right. What am I doing? Cause I did that. Um, after I kind of got out of that, what it, that situation, I kept spending money that way. And then I got paid again. I'm like, Oh, now I'm I not have broke. Money. I, I still have money and I got more money. This is it's starting to, is this what saving pile up like, now. <laughs> a big part of that is simply living within or well below your means. I mean, or trying my, to at least cutting my, costs. Like my parents, I'm I've no clue how much they have. My parents have got to be very well off. Not I'm wrong. They've worked good jobs, but not crazy high paying jobs. But they they're both so good with money to the point that they don't hurt for anything. Right. Like if they wanted to go out and buy, so like for example, like my mom just bought a new car. Nice. Right. Essentially, they just transferred the money into an account that they already had all the money for that for that car. They Jesus could, they could have paid outright. in cash, but they could get financing. So, like, well, fuck it. We're going to do interest-free financing. We'll just have it all paid off. Here's all the money. We'll just put it in an account, and boom, we're done. Let it siphon off that way. And like yeah. I said, they don't have crazy high-paying jobs. They make good money. It's just the fact that they've been so good with their money for the past 30, 40 years or so. Well, they haven't been together that long. But great. For however long, like they've been so good with their money together that they've been able to have to accrue, you know, a good amount of wealth, right? Because they've lived below their means. And don't get me wrong, growing up, I was just straight up convinced that we were dirt poor. Well, it's because they—that's they, an exaggeration. I just, but you but know, no, but yeah. you you had a at a younger age, you probably had a decent understanding that money just doesn't grow on trees, and you need to save it. Exactly. And to be fair, when you were younger, you might have thought you were dirt poor. I'm sure looking back at it now, you go, oh, I was in a pretty good spot. But to be fair, I also, my sister and I never wanted for anything. My parents, even when they, 
when my, you know, like they they went through obviously employment, you know, struggles like everyone does. Things happen. Um, you know, my dad had decided to start his own company. He left he left the company that he was at, and you know, things didn't exactly go well. Uh, which sucks because it was a great idea, but um, he, my parents never failed to put food on the table. They never failed. My my sister and I always had presents under the Christmas tree. We always had presents on our birthdays. Right. There was always clothes on our back, and there's something to be said about that. There's a, the there's fact that they could make that work and basically hide that from my sister and I that, hey, maybe they were struggling at the time because they had done so well before. They had a big enough cushion. Right. I mean, realistically, I think that's the goal for, for any parent, really, when it comes to making because as, as soon as you have a, a child it, it's no longer oh, your finances go all out of whack at that point well i was going to say it's, that's a it's, different ball game now it's now everything is is so much more intense as far as your priorities because now it's okay i need to pay the rent because i have to make sure that my child has somewhere to sleep at now that point have, there's have very food. little leisure spending it's it's almost all necessity at that point depending on how much you're actually making yes but but you're most of what you're doing is going to be is going to be focused around necessities and things like that which it's how it is now but i mean my parents were the same way when i was growing up i'm sure that they had financial hardships while i was a child but never saw them and and that speaks volumes to them and their money management right now as as far as that we kind of touch on a little bit like as far as so so saving spending things like that um i don't know about you guys but anytime like as far as saving money when I had to, but I, it's something I still carry with me to this day. Is I mean, for the longest time, you and most of America will, will feel me on this one. Uh, I'd buy ramen, those fucking boxes of ramen, just the big tray oh, yeah. yep. of like a dozen packets of ramen. Cost you like I'd, six bucks, right? Honestly, you get those, get some eggs, whew, make good make, stuff, man. Make a goddamn meal. Now, that and I'll just things of pasta, right? So. Mm. Even they're cheap even, and they'll feed you for a long time. Same oh, thing with rice. Yeah. Even yep. even now, what I'll do is if I'm going food shopping and I'm getting a bunch of food, I'll still put one of those just kind of racks of ramen in my cart. And at this point, I use that as food bedrock. <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm to the point where it. this is what I'm eating, I, I need, need to go to... shopping again, but I still have food. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, That's a really good. good way of putting it, actually. It is I like that. I, I, I spend $3 That's really to give myself smart. a red flag. Fucking damn it. Gotta go spend more money All on right. food. I can eat something. It's not. Well, the best part is if I make two packets of ramen, that I'm literally like good for the rest of the day because that's basically a sodium overdose. Yeah, that shit fills you up pretty good. Oh, yeah. All right. So now eggs, though. I Oh, ooh. oh you got to add the egg. Oh, you ever done so, the egg to it? So hold up. Hold add, up. We add the egg to ramen. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, I'm going to change your goddamn life. This just breaks down how fucking poor I was for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so a, you get a, instant eggs. A ro- <laughs> oh, God, no. No, no, no. God, I think that's more expensive in most it places. probably is. <laughs> At place I went, I spent, I think, 70 cents for a dozen eggs. Yeah, it's not like, expensive for eggs. And then six eggs. bucks for the rack of ramen. So I had 12 eggs, a bunch of packs of ramen for it's food for about three less hours. Less than 10 bucks. So what I would do, I'd make a make a pack of ramen. I'd add the uh, I'd add a flavor packet into the while I'm boiling everything. Add a bunch of other seasonings and shit in it too. Um, I, I usually make two packets at a t- two packs at a time. I'd put one packet of seasoning in there and then season a bunch of stuff. 
once that's done and boiled, I would then drain it, everything out of it. I'd have a pan, get some butter in that pan, then dump the noodles in there. Dude, yes. fry the noodles. Fry the noodles. With an egg. With egg, and then dump some more. And then dump the about half the other seasoning packet in there, and then do it that way. And get a good little crisp on it, get some egg in there. Y'all are fucking welcome. It's basically like a poor man's low main right it's there. It's really fucking good. That actually sounds fucking Get just a little awesome. bit of crisp on everything, get it all flipped over. Like, I mm. kind of want to try that tomorrow. Like, oh, fuck steak chips. Like, I'm that, about to go make that right now in your kitchen. But I don't have any ramen. That's a mistake. That, you need to fix that. Well, but, you can go fucking buy some then. But again, I will. that whole meal cost what? A couple of cents. 60 cents. Yep. <laughs> if that. that. And that's if two that. packs of ramen. So, I, and either you're finishing that, and that's what you're having for a while, or you're having leftovers for the next day. Yeah, right. that's. Or, I did a lot of things with ramen. Um, <laughs> if you want to have some some real interesting, um, I guess I don't even know what you'd call this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Spanish pasta. And we're gonna f- figure out why. You just boil the noodles. No no seasoning necessarily. You don't have to, but. Whatever you might want to add. Probably not the packets. Just boil the noodles because they're still decent they're noodles. They're noodles, yeah. Do that. Drain it. Get a get a good dollop of queso sauce. Dump it in there and mix Boy, it all yeah. around. You have Mexicans, Mexican pasta. All right. Mex spaghetti. Mex spaghetti. Spaghexican. Spaghexican? <laughs> Jeez. I like, I like that. What are we having for dinner? Spaghexican. And then someone's just having a stroke in the other room. Just, I can't. Just spaghetti. Like, well, I'm leaving this Chinese restaurant now. <laughs> yeah, you got the number seven, the Spaghexican. <laughs> I'm not sure how my mouth is able to do uh, <laughs> Spaghexican. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, any so before we uh, so who's who wants to come to the new who wants Nana's restaurant then where we serve where bananas we serve, and again. where we serve Italian spaghetti again oddly Italian? enough there's oh, no but ba- there's no bananas on the menu at all except for the banana split just, which we make just, with strawberries just the fried peels <laughs> the banana split that we make with strawberries <laughs> just I, fried bananas that means there were bananas in there at That's some point just a ton of effort to throw in the fucking trash <laughs> right <laughs> i just like we're to think we're throwing out the bananas we're only keeping the peels i just think we're just like and you're not eating them they're just there i like to think we're just wily coyoting in the background instead of peeling we're just squeezing them and launching them across the room <laughs> Like just cartoon <laughs> physics are happening. Trying to catch kid. it with a frying pan. <laughs> it never works. Um, but before we kick to a uh, kick to a break, do you guys have any uh, any particular like money saving tips or anything like that? Don't that spend you, that, your money. Well, anything that you guys <laughs> you have go. done, anything that you guys have done in the past to kind of just help maintain. Like so, but, yeah, I I would buy like I buy ramen and things like that to to help reduce honestly, costs. The, anything. The thing that that worked best for me was put your money into an account. That you just, it, it's difficult to get to. That works for me. Like, I have a bank. I have a bank account with a bank where the closest branch is like an hour drive away from me. That's the best way for Don't me even to tell money. me about that. My main bank, the closest <laughs> branch is All like right. six I know and a half hours away. You, but you have a debit card for them. I don't. Oh, that's fair. So you literally just yeah, lock so your money off site. Pretty much. Because <laughs> I just spend it. If I have it, it's, it's, it's going to get spent. Uh, let's see. For me, one, I'm married. That's the main part. Married That's to fair. someone who is very wife budget is conscious. Scary. Yep. Well, she also grew up where she wasn't quite as well off as I was. But on top of that, Rich kid, 
Like she, like her parents always had the mindset of we have no money. We are flat broke. So for the longest time, I mean, her and I balance each other out well enough where like, if I'm thinking of doing something like ridiculous, like, why, like ah. why don't we just get this? Like this, this isn't that much more. She's like, no, that is significantly more. Like we're going to be paying that for ages if we get it. So she kind of brings me back down to earth on a lot of things versus I remember when we were leaving, you know, one cell phone carrier and going back to another cell phone carrier. She had always talked about having an iPhone. Full disclosure, don't give me, she's, she's gone away from iPhones. So I'm proud of that. <laughs> uh, but like she had always wanted one at that point. And I was like, well, why don't you get one? She's like, well, this is like $2 less a month. I'm like it's fucking $2 a month. Okay. Yeah. That adds up at over like four centuries, but <laughs> it's two bucks a month. We can easily afford $2 a month. There comes a point where, yes, it makes sense to be budget conscious. Another time to just get what you want. This is one of those instances. So I let her know that sometimes it's okay to spend the extra couple bucks to get what you want. She also lets me know sometimes you got to save that extra couple bucks, it, you know, to get what you really want. So that balances out. Another strategy, have several different accounts. Yep. We have several different accounts and we have a goal for each one. And for some reason, as opposed to just watching one account get bigger and bigger, it's more satisfying to watch each account get, you know, Obviously smaller, but it's still satisfying to watch each one grow more and more and more and more. And it's in the short amount of time we've had some of these accounts, it's amazing to see how much, you know, these have grown. Right. So, and, and just like right off that satisfaction, you see something get, you see an account getting more and more money and you get excited about it. Hold on to that. Don't just think like I can now spend this on X, Y, or Z. No, fuck that. Try to think to yourself, let's just see how much fucking money I can dump into this account. I'm so glad you guys brought those things up. So a combination of both of those things. So me personally, and I, I strongly recommend it to, to anyone else, I have a bank that will automatically pull money out and put it into savings. So Ryan, to your point, it's literally money I can't easily spend. Right. So it's just kind of it's kind of locked behind a, a glass wall. They're going, hey, here's your money. Yeah, you can and see it. If I reach for it, they slap me. And go, no, like, you're not allowed don't, to touch that. Don't yet. you do it? And to Keenan's point, that's gradual and. It was it was tough at the beginning, but oh, now, it's real tough. But now that I and a so just to kind of it deposits everything every something every day, right? I don't it's automatic. I don't see it, but still it's it's going away from me, but it's still staying mine. It's a little further away from me. It's just not right. as easy to get to. I had the same thing because I I like to spend my money. Sure do. I love doing that, but I'll tell you, nothing beat the feeling of when I crossed a threshold of a certain dollar amount in my savings account. I'd never had that much money before. And it was like, I don't want to get rid of this now. I want like this at to that get point, more. you just want to write it out and see how much more you can, you can get. Right. But right. like that feeling of Holy crap. I have a, I have this much money right now. Yeah. That's if, such a good feeling. If mm -hmm. you ever get that feeling, imagine how much, how much better it's going to feel when you double that. Right. Cause I, the second you spend it, you're going to be like, Oh fuck. Yeah, what, it's like, I can't shit, believe I'm now I don't have that money. At what point do you consider yourself an asshole for jerking off to your own bank account? I haven't. You guys thought any, about that any, for any, way too long. Point. <laughs> I haven't That's, reached that point. Maybe yet. you're not I an asshole, but daily. you're definitely fucking. I mean, weird fetish, but okay. I hit, technically feel not personally a sin. attacked right now. I hit twenty bucks and I was winded after that load. <laughs> 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 so, but, but with that, what a money well, suck that was. But, oh, God. <laughs> 
That's a true definition of really, a happy sock. Really blew the toe out of that one. Uh, there but, was a lot of sperm in that garment. Wait, no, that's just too on the nose. Speaking of banks, um, well, uh, banks. well, well, well. <laughs> Thanks for making that connection. I was really welcome. hoping. Nice. I'm so happy. Really nice. hoping the people were going to make that connection by themselves. So, <laughs> well, if they didn't, well, you're welcome. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and let people chew on that for a minute. Oh, <laughs> and, you didn't uh, think that through, did you? I didn't. I kind of <laughs> did. Just wanted to. Just wanted to shoot that out there. Uh, uh-huh. But we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll uh, be back in a in a in a hot second to uh, discuss more a little bit about money. We'll uh, we'll see you folks in a moment. All right. So we've uh, we. After our spending spree we had in our break there, that may have lasted three days and a trip to Cancun and back. Probably didn't. I don't know. Uh, I do want to bring up the uh, just kind of, so we talked about just saving money, kind of investing, how, how that runs. Hey, everybody. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, shoot. I had that thought one day, too. And guess what you're listening to now? Because I know when I was getting this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record one? Where do I? How do I get it out to people? Do I do carrier pigeon? Do I hand it out in cassette tapes? Or do I just kind of scream at people on the street? None of those are good options. Please don't do that. I was also curious about how I make money from a podcast. Because that's kind of important. Well, the answer is oh so simple. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use now. Anchor can match you with great sponsors, too, so you can get paid to podcast. One of those great sponsors being Anchor. So I personally love it. It is it is crazy easy to use. Drag and drop the audio, or you can record directly from your phone. You can have people call in, ask questions, all that fun stuff. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and start making money doing so, you can go to anchor.fm slash start and Join up with me, a whole bunch of other people, get your podcast off the ground. Again, that is anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear, guys. Um, we brought up just kind of spending things, just the the difference in cost, whether that's a, that $2 or something you want to spend or something you don't. There was a really interesting kind of social experiment I saw on, strongly recommend it, Brain Games. I think it's on Netflix or bootleg it. I don't care sure. how you get it. Um, so what they would do is they had like a little movie theater set up. I might have the, the numbers a little off on this one, but the, the general principle is the same. They offered a small and a large popcorn. They had the small for $2, the large for 5 When they just had the two, people would go in and they'd buy the small. Right. It's $2, a couple bucks cheaper. You're going to go that route because it's obviously a better deal. A better option, right? Um, it's cheaper. Right. It's, it's, it's a cheaper option, so you're not going to spend that much money. So... Then they put in, they kept the two and the five the exact same. Then they put the the medium in at like three seventy five, three fifty, three seventy five, like somewhere in the middle. So yeah, I think on the higher end of the middle, but it was I think it was closer to the five than it was the two. What people started doing there is they started buying the large because they'd see that and go, they they'd think, oh, I'm going to buy the medium. But it's not then that much. They'd see but, the price difference, right? And the so. large isn't that much more expensive, so let's buy the large, right? Which is fucking fascinating, hmm. because yeah. you you see that like, oh, I'm not going to get the small. It doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. I'm just going to get the medium, kind of hedge the bets in the middle. Immediately thinking the medium is the best deal that they can get, right? And then go, well, it's just a little bit more. I can like, get the that's large. That's the best deal I can get, but it's only a dollar twenty five more for the large. And 
that shit happens all the time. Like, all it, of a sudden, now you're spending an extra $3 when you could have just had the $2 small. I, and th- this could be a whole different different episode of like the, the psychology and things like that, but I think that's goddamn fascinating and something that people should be aware of when they're spending money. Like, is it really, like, as far as Don't a large... Tell people that my job is sales. <laughs> Are you selling popcorn? I could. Could Probably you? Probably could be very good at it. A very <laughs> lucrative popcorn salesman. <laughs> selling a fuck ton of larges. All of it. Right. Every, all, everything, all. all the sizes are just called large. Right. Just, why are your larges different sizes? Buy the big one. <laughs> They're all the big ones. Good. <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> you can't pick wrong. Here's man. the big one. So it I, that that I thought was was interesting just to... Just to kind of to bring up, so I guess that that then begs the question, like the the perception on just kind of spending money on things, like how how do you guys balance, um, like your your necessities, the the fun things, kind of how at what point do you draw the line of something that might be too much? How do you how do you tend to to justify? It, honestly, I find it to be. The the only way I can justify high dollar amounts, like, because every person in their head, when they go to buy something, in their head, they have an idea of what that item, whatever it is, should cost. Whether it's accurate or not, doesn't matter. That's what in their head this service is worth. So without having prior experience or research or things like that, it's tough, like, because I, I equate it to uh, when I purchased uh, my truck. Mm-hmm. So in my truck, in my truck, in my head, is what I meant to say, right. in my head, the truck is worth a certain amount. Like, this is how much I'm willing to pay, whether it be per month, total, what have you. I had this dollar amount in mind. And then you go to the dealership, you say, hey, this is what I, this is my price range. This is what I think that the vehicle is worth brand new used what have you and then they go and then that's where the haggling comes in All right but it's it's tough i base it off of whether it be prior research or sometimes just the gut instinct you know and, and it's tough but without doing proper research it's just a guess and right. it's pretty tough to know if you're getting a good deal or not right which is why the medium the small, medium, large is so effective because most people don't do research. People, a lot of people just comparison shop. Exactly. It's like, it. well, this is so much. Like, okay, so the base model truck is this much. Mm-hmm. The next step up is this, and then this is the high end. Why not get the high end? Right? The base model has nothing. It has manual crank windows. It has this. The second model up... It's got power windows. It's cool. It's not great. This next one has Bluetooth, and it comes with a butler. You might as well get that one. Exactly. Even though it costs $20,000 more than the base. Than the base, but compared to the medium, it's it's only only an extra $5,000 or $10,000 or what have you. Yeah. It's it's not that much different. But it's not twenty. Right. That that difference is... is, It's kind of the illusion of having an option, Mm -hmm. really. Pretty much. Yeah. The illusion of choice. Oh, yeah. It works very well. Like, look, you can either go down hallway A or hallway B, but yeah, they meet up at hallway C. Yeah, not the point. You meet up at hallway A. You go down hallway A or hallway B. Um, so that that's 
That's interesting. Yeah. The and now as far as like when you're so when you're spending, and this would go to to either one of you, when you're spending money on stuff, whatever it might be. So actually, in this case, we'll uh, we'll say like leisurely things. Yep. Right. If you're if you're going out buying something, I imagine as a as a sensible consumer. Uh, you're you're going in. You have a you have a price in mind. Mm-hmm. How often, or if you do, how much do you go over that price you're looking for? If and when, or how how does it look? So, being a salesman, anytime I walk into a store with a price, and if I ever have to tell anybody the price, what I'm telling them is significantly lower than what my actual price is. Right. Um, and that's just from being in sales. Right. You're not going to know what oh, my yeah. actual price is until I actually buy the thing. Right. Um, but I would say it's it's entirely contingent upon how much of a deal I think I'm actually getting. Like whether say, you are instance, or are not, it's all about what you perceive. Oh. Right. 100%. Perception is reality. Perception is is everything. So like for instance, using your small medium large scenario, mm-hmm. Small popcorns two dollars, mediums three seventy five, large is five dollars, so it's three dollars more than the small. Mm-hmm. But you also get a soda for half off. Mm, the bundle I'm, deals. I'm more opt. Oh. I'm gonna probably gonna opt to take the five because I'm gonna want a, a drink with the popcorn anyways. I mean, just just from a a sales perspective, just a just a quick heads up to anybody if they're. If people are bundling things, kneecap them on the price because I bet they can go lower than what they're telling you. Probably. I've sold a handful of bundles of things, and who boy, they can get much lower than, than they're letting on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just say yeah. If they're, if they're starting to bundle. Within reason. Sometimes the bundle offers are a better deal. Sometimes. My favorite sales tactic, and this, this word doesn't work in everything. It depends on different things. Bail. Leave, walk out. Yeah, just don't buy it. Tell him you're not buying it, because a salesperson's job is to get sales and see. If he doesn't get a sale, he'll go to the ends of the earth to get it, see, or as close to it as he can. See what kind of deal you can get. Um, I know as any as a salesperson, I can tell you, you're the one buying it, and you have all the control. The salesperson. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you whatever you want to hear just to get you to sign. And uh, read your shit. Read your oh, God. shit. <laughs> if you sign something, read it. Holy shit, just read it. Take the two seconds. Know what you're signing. <sighs> Good God. <laughs> um, but the... Yeah, and as far as just kind of going above and beyond, me personally, I think if I have if I have a number in mind of something I'm going out to get, whatever that might be, I, I'm not budging on that number unless, unless I'm getting, unless I hit that number, maybe a little bit more, as long as I'm getting more shit for it. Because my, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my thoughts as well. If I will hit that number that I have, that I've told you about. As soon as that number is hit, 
I better be getting everything that I've asked for prior to it and extra if you expect me to pay more. Because you're building the value on the whole thing. Right. And I'm any, a salesman. Anyone I know how this works. Anyone who's <laughs> in sales knows the, the build the value. And, and it's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at oh, this point. <laughs> God. Um, I have to hear build the value one more time. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. I know when, when I ended up buying my car... Uh, probably last year or so, um, I had a number. I told the guy, "Look, we need to get this number." I was, I'm still annoyed with the people I bought my car from, because I told people, uh, three or four different people, that I was not buying the car that day. I was there to get information. I was going to come back in a couple of days, see what's going on. Right. They, I had to tell four people, no less than seven times each, that I was not buying the car that night. Now, had they not had basically the exact car with the mileage and the cost that I wanted, it, it, it checked all the boxes I need. I did not want to buy the car from them because they were just so pushy and obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Sale, that's salespeople, especially at a car dealership. That's sales, bro. And it was, I know, and it was, it was funny because um, as soon as like, the, I was dealing with the salesperson himself um, and... As soon as like I said, yeah, we're good. We're I'll I'll I'll, I'll take the car. He was an entirely different person. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like, oh, you're gonna buy it. Like, what, what else do you want? Well, not even that. Like as soon as like as soon as like I was done, it was just the finance guy I was taking care of. He was done. Like he was just sitting there, like just scrolling through his phone. Like like it was it happened to be a Honda dealership. You showed him like the new Honda Type R. He's like, dude, look at that one. I'm like, dope. Like he wasn't even trying to sell it to me. He was just. Genuinely like, excited about They're the car. Cool. I'm like, they were dope. they were really cool looking. <laughs> right. The new the Civic Type R's were awesome. Uh and he was just excited to show me the car. I'm like, dude, where was this <laughs> like 20 <laughs> minutes ago? If you had tried to sell me like this, I you right. might have been able to talk me into buying the car. Right. Well, and it, you also got to think about the stress that they're under as well. Oh like God, they're they're trying unreal. to play it really cool because they they because the entire time they're trying to get a, a read off of you as well. But once once they know they have the deal, they can kind of relax a little bit. They can be themselves, which at that point, because the pressure is off and the pressure is real for like for people who aren't in sales. Let me just tell you. As much as they're annoying, take a second to realize that their entire world revolves around getting people to buy stuff and the pressure is real. And depending on the salesman, if it's a good salesman, they're not selling you. You know, what's what makes financial sense for them? It's what's going to make you happy, because mm. for example, it's in reason. At I least, would say. at least in my industry in sales, you sell someone something bad, they're going to remember it forever, and they will make sure to tell as many people to never go to your place of business because they're going to sell you something bad, versus you sell them something that they're going to like, then they're going to remember you. They'll tell everyone, Hey, look, they told me about this. They talked me out of this. I said that, you know, this is for example, like there's, there's, there's two particular companies that I try to avoid selling because even though they get great ratings on consumer reports, which I'm 99% sure is a pay to whitelist company. Um, after one year, satisfaction goes straight down. Repair costs go sky high. Because it's all proprietary tech that you have to get from the manufacturer themselves. They pay incredibly well. I'll tell you that. They pay incredibly well. If I sold either one, of, if I sold nothing but either one of them, which wouldn't be difficult because a lot of people come in wanting to buy that, 
I'd be fine. Right. I'd be great. But you're not doing your customers right. Exactly. And a good salesman would realize that. And I'll have some people say, like, well, how come you're not selling me X? Or how come you're not selling me Y? It's like, well. Because you're going to be back here I'm in a thinking year. Selling you A, B, or C, and these are the reasons why. I have a lot of people letting me know that A, B, and C, they've had great luck with them. They're still having good luck with them. That's what they want. It's like, oh, no, it's because you make better commission. Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me. It makes more sense financially for me to sell you X, Y, and Z because of how much margin there is and how much they pay. But you're going to hate it. Right. And I know that. I'd much rather you be happy with the product. And the tricky part is in, in, in some industries, as shitty as it is, thinking customer first, you can't do it. It's true. You, you just well, especially can't. if you know it's going to be one and done, you're never going to see them again. Yeah, and like, I'm not saying that that's an excusable reason to fuck over your customer for money, no. but it makes more sense to do it there versus me where it's like they come, they come at one point, they'll come back for another thing. Then they'll come back for another thing here and there. Then they're right. going to contact me for service if they so need it. Yeah, and I don't necessarily say you're you're fucking your customer over. Um, oh no, you definitely are sometimes, and I've seen examples and, of and, that. And in your in your industry, it's a it, it it's a little more kind of cut and so dry. So now, see, as far as fucking the customer over thing, there's a fine line there where the customer, and this is just from my personal experience, where the customer needs something, mm-hmm. but there's a legitimate cost to that. And oh, oh yeah, going back to what I said earlier, where People don't do their research and they have this cost in their mind of what it should be. People don't realize yeah. that sometimes what you're looking for is more money than what you were expecting to pay. I, and this is going to come as a shock to you, all the listeners and everybody. Sometimes the customer is fucking wrong. Oh, <laughs> say it is not Good so. God. <laughs> sometimes if, the customer doesn't know uh, what the fuck they're talking about. I, you know, in my industry... More often than not, they don't. <laughs> right. And more often than not, they don't even know what they're trying to buy. Right. So in, in being the, the best thing you can be, I guess it's twofold, is an informed consumer and a reasonable consumer. I'm fine with both, really. Right. And and the tricky part being, I and to this day, I even working on working in sales and being a consumer, I don't know how aggressively or how far to push to get a lower price. I try. I mean, I'm not saying I don't try at all. That's a very fine line. I personally, being a salesman, I have a hard time pushing for a lower price. As strange as that sounds, because I get sales tactics, I know how it works. But like, there's no, as a consumer, there's no real way to know when you've hit what the lowest is. Right. Um, I'll tell tell you this. If your salesperson never says an item is UMRP, they're not budging on the price, and you can't well, make them. Well, that's different. That's right. not at the company's discretion. Oh, trust me, but how is a consumer to know that? Exactly. If they you Google don't. what UMRP is. Right. Well, I can tell you, at least from my experience, I've had a lot of people say, hey, I, I'm looking for, you know, I want Wolf Appliances. Okay, like, let me put together a proposal for you. Mm, let's, come, let's come down on that price. Uh, Yeah, that's UMRP. We can't, we can't touch that, you know. XYZ distribution. For people who don't know, UMRP is unilateral pricing. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the manufacturer says, this is what you sell it at. If you deviate from that price, we are going to pull all of our product out of any establishment you might you might have for 30 days. Second offense, 90 days. Third offense, you're not carrying us anymore. 
basically every store that sells that product sells it at the same price. And I have had a couple straight up. It's like, give us a deal. I can't. Explained it. Their response, that is none of our concern. We are looking for a deal. Then you are not buying it from us. <laughs> when you're a consumer, the bottom line is 100% your deal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so you're involved <laughs> in that now. Yep. If you don't like this price, that's fine. I don't have to sell it to you. Right. So that I just don't and, and some I just don't know where like so I'll push and people like to the point where people like I've gotten to the point where people start getting annoyed. I've left and they've called me back with a lower price. Mm-hmm. So I don't quite I've never quite figured figured that part out. So so with that as far as like sales and buying things, I'd say try your damn just don't be a dick and, and yeah, kind of be as respectful as possible. But if you're looking for the best possible price and you're willing to go to the ends of the earth to do it, push, I would say, three or four locations selling the same thing. Figure out what the best price is that you can get from all of those locations and pick that price. Because yeah, do, your, do the legwork. Right, because every price is, or I'm sorry, every business that's selling the same thing might be able to sell it at a lower cost, depending depending on reputation, what they're being able to buy it for, what have you. So go back and forth through all of them, push as hard as you can to get the lowest price. And then after you've done that for all locations, pick the one that had the lowest price and go and buy it from there. Yeah. And make sure you're getting the best value out of it too. Like 100%. as much as, it, as much as it's obnoxious to hear from like an internal like sales position, look at it as the fucking consumer too. make sure you're getting your money's worth. Understand like the, the dollar per whatever you're spending it on. Make sure that that works out. Because, again, the bundle pricing makes kind of skews that initial number you had a little bit, so it might be worth it to spend a little bit more. It might it, it might not be. be. It might not be. You really have to – there are people – so salespeople – well, no, another little tidbit I've learned. <laughs> salespeople are trying to get you to buy right then and there. Most places have a return policy. Well, they have yes. So 30 days, 60 days, whatever it might be, 15 days for cell phones and shit. Um, or roughly, um, they want you to buy right then and there because the chance of you returning it is very, very low, even though there's the there's usually really good return policies in place because that's another sales tactic. Yep. I've used it a lot. I have as well. Like, it's like, well, we don't know. Like, look, try it out. If you don't like it, you can, yeah, you just can cancel it or return it, whatever right it might here. be. You have X amount of time. If you don't like it, give Golden. us a call. We'll pull it all back. Knowing full well, they probably won't do it. Like, Most of them don't. Most of them will just I think, do I, it. I think the number is 70% of people keep whatever they bought. Yep. Because it's it's an it's effort to go back and return it. Because now they have to call somebody, and there's a, there's a lot of empathy that goes on with that. They don't want to make that person feel bad. It's like, hey, look, I know we did all of this, but I, I got to pull it back. Yep. Uh, yeah, and so the just, other option, claim you're an, in, you're an influencer and demand it for free because they'll get a lot of exposure. I mean, I do that daily. Yeah. I expose myself to influence people. It doesn't usually work out in his Different favor. Different thing. Different thing. That's going to land that's going to land you in a holding cell. You influence the cops to come and get you faster. I got a free ride from doing that so many times. Yeah. To the same place though every time. I mean, yeah, it's weird. They didn't listen to my directions at all. <laughs> I gave them one star on Uber. It's weird the cops showed up. Couldn't on Uber. even find them. Yeah, it was really weird. I did. The cops were on Uber. It was strange. 
All you have to yeah. do is expose yourself. Whenever possible, always say that you're an Instagram influencer. Even that if you're not. You'll get them a lot yeah, of exposure. Just tell everybody. Yeah. Demand it for 105% off. Minimum. Right. That means they're paying you. Yeah, they, they owe you money for buying it. So with that, gentlemen, any uh, any any parting thoughts on on saving money? I guess we get the tail end of that. Ended up getting into more more sales tips and advice. But yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with salespeople, it you gotta do your research, and you gotta remember that these people are paid to get people to buy stuff. Very true. I mean, at the end of the day, they are salespeople. This is how they make a living. This is how they put food on their table. They don't take, I mean, they will take just anybody, but eventually those people become very good at what they do. So mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to buy immediately. And I'm sure I'm going to shoot myself in the foot with this because this is what I do for a living. I am a salesman. So don't feel like you have to buy right then and there. Take your time because if you want to buy something, it will be there. It will always be there. Might not be the same price, it will always be there. More so, than likely, unless you're buying weirdly rare shit. In which case, you probably know more about it than... Yeah, if you're <laughs> buying weirdly rare shit, you know what you're doing, or else you wouldn't be buying it in the first place. Right. Yeah, so, anything, uh, anything... Be smart. As far as being smart with your money, just monitor it. Make sure that you always have some sort of cushion to fall back on. You never know what life is going to throw at you. You might be unemployed the next day, or you might have crazy medical bills. Make sure that you have some sort of financial cushion if you will that's incredibly important it's helped me out of out of tight spots it's helped my parents out of tight spots it's helped countless people as far as sales go uh for the consumer make sure you have a trustworthy salesman if you do have a legitimate trustworthy salesman your satisfaction is worth more than a quick buck for selling you something expensive Mm -hmm. talking from experience I'd much rather a happy customer who is truly pleased with the service I've gave I've given them and the product that I that I sold them because not only it does it just make me happy knowing that I you know I help them and they feel good about that that will also turn into a repeat customer with more business from the people they they tell 100%. as opposed to selling them something that you're going to make a lot of spiff money off of but they're going to end up hating in 6 months. Yeah. Um for Absolutely. Sa- for salespeople on that matter, mm. be patient. Don't be pushy. That is the number one way to lose customers. And always, and your number one priority should be looking out for the customer because that's going to pay you 10 times more than a quick dollar and a large spiff amount. Just might take a little longer to see the return, but that return will be worth it. Yes, it will be. This is true. And probably, I guess, my, my parting piece of advice, something I have learned at any point you're you know you're you're kind of going paycheck to paycheck and you're you, you're you're looking to spend money and you're you're afraid to check your bank account because you don't know how low it's gonna be that's the fucking time to check it mm. oh 100 <laughs> if you're afraid to check it check it you need to know where you're <laughs> right. at because i've done that so many times I'm like i don't i don't know how much money i have i don't really want it like oh shit i should that's when you need to yeah you absolutely need because to know you how much probably you have. don't have enough just assume you don't have enough then check it and then see what happens honestly that mentality right there just assuming you don't have enough probably gonna get you out of a lot of uncomfortable situations or get you into more depending on what you do with that information fair so be smart earn money spend money Fuck bitches. 
Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to our part two finance episode. Uh, hopefully you didn't take too many things seriously, because if you go broke, guess what? That's not our fault. I mean, not it probably either. is, but you can't you can't blame us. Yeah. Um, but if you like this uh, episode, go and please check out more episodes. You can find us on Anchor, uh, anchor.fm. You can also follow us on Twitter, Who Wants Nanners? Check us out on Facebook, Who Wants Bananas? Make sure to toss that question mark in there. You can also find us on Instagram, Who Wants Bananas? Give us a call if you want, 978-272-9713. Or with all that money you saved not taking our advice and hopefully seeking an actual financial planner, you can spend all of it on our merchandise. Check out whowantsbananas.com slash store. Spend all of your money there. Maybe not all of it. Leave a couple bucks for ramen. Yeah, because you're going to need that after you're done buying your stuff. Sure will. Um, but either way, in all seriousness, sneeriousness, I said it, <laughs> everything that you purchase directly helps fund the podcast and helps us keep mm-hmm. doing what we do. So any any support is appreciated. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.